0: It's time to connect to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio Show, where we dive into God's Word and Kingdom topics.
1: Hi, my name is Olivia Barrett, and I am the host of Let's Talk Kingdom Radio, with you on the website, ltkradio.com. It's where you can listen to show replays and upcoming events, investment opportunities for the show, a great place to connect. Get to know me and Let's Talk Kingdom Radio better. Come and join me on ltkradio.com. Love to see you there.
0: Stay tuned for today's kingdom topic. Here's Olivia with today's message.
1: Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett and I am your host for this show. We get a chance to talk about kingdom topics, things that are in scripture, Um, A lot of these details that can be applied for right now are some of these smaller things that are right before big events or right after big events. And, you know, God keeps letting me see how you can apply like these simple things that are in scripture um, to create your kingdom responses and your kingdom thoughts, you know, the things that you want to be connected to in the kingdom are right there. And he gives us simple ways to do that. So I love doing that in the show. Like I love connecting us to things that God is doing in me, even things that are brand new to what I'm learning on my journey. You know, a lot of the scripture that I read um, he highlights something that is not a big event, and so it's fun to to bring it here to you guys so we can have more conversation about it. You know, just something to remind you guys, too, we have a Facebook group called Let's Talk Kingdom, and you can come in there, you can talk about the radio show, you can talk about, you know, good things that are happening in your life and what God is doing, you know, how it's increasing, um, you know, questions you have, any of those fun topics, but we'd love to see you there as well. Okay, so from a previous show, I was just really hooked on this subject of the Great Commission. It's actually in Mark 16. And, you know, one thing that was really eye-opening for me, like as I was looking into this and reading it and and just really understanding some of the timing of it all, um, it was actually the last words of Jesus. I don't know if you knew that, but It was after he had come back. So he had come back to life. He had visited a bunch of people. And then he came to spend this time with the disciples and give them basically his last words before, you know, he went into heaven. And um, talk about some last words, like some things that he gave them. It was, you know, very clear, very straight to the point and hey, listen, this is what's going to happen and I got to go. I mean, that's kind of how it was. So um, I don't know, like it catches me, like just the, um, the importance of what this was. And I think he was trying to maximize every minute that he still had on earth, you know, to try to get, you know, the word out just to keep reminding people that, you know, he's alive. And hey, there are still things to do after I leave, you know. So it's kind of this place like that's what's happening right now. In Mark 16 in this section. Okay. And where we were, we were talking about actually verse 18. So let me set this up for you. Um, You know, Jesus is talking to the disciples and uh they're still just so amazed. I mean, that he's alive. They're living in that excitement, you know, and this is him. Basically, I've got a few minutes before I go to heaven. There's some things I got to tell you really quick. Like take notes of them. Like it's fast and it's important. Okay. But this is where he gives them the great commission. That's what we call it. And it's, you know, go into the world and preach the gospel. Um, and then he ha- who's believing, you know, baptize them so that they would be saved. And so basically he's saying, do these things like after I'm gone, let's create more followers, more followers of Jesus. And I need you to be the one to do this. Right. Right. And so here's what's great. Right after that, he is talking about something entirely different. At least you think so. You're like, why is this a part of the Great Commission? But he's talking about the things that you will see the believers doing. Um, and I know that this has been kind of an exciting place, at least for me, you know, to Learn a little bit about timing and, you know, what God is talking about and just the power and the simplicity of, you know, the message of Jesus. But, um, to create believers, you know, as you tell the message of Jesus, you are creating another believer, another person who is believing in the goodness, right? They're believing that he actually went through what he did and, and he actually is alive now. You know, you're telling people about, What it was to experience a miracle with him or what it was like to be saved, you know, and this is all the commission. This is like, you know, what this whole section is about. And it's such a big event, you know, of Jesus life. Um, The turning point here of a lot of people's ministries, you know, is, is this moment, the Great Commission, but when when Jesus is telling them, hey, listen, um, there's going to be some things that you're going to recognize about the believers. You're going to recognize something that you are, you know, you're familiar with. You've experienced this before, but now it's going to be among them. And I want to read this to you uh, because, I mean, we talked about this in a past show, but I wanted to recap and it's just very exciting. But These signs will follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils and they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. All right. So, you know, where we were in learning some of these things is like the disciples are, are listening to this. And in their minds, they're computing, oh, hang on, like, so I've done, you know, some things in the miracle realm. (laughs) That's what they're thinking. You know, like, they were the ones who Jesus had sent out even while he was alive, and they were experiencing these really amazing things. Through them, like through the name of Jesus, they were experiencing, you know, Him doing stuff through them. He had seen Jesus do this as well. I mean, all of them saw Jesus obviously do these kind of miracles, change people's lives right there on the spot. So, what Jesus is saying to them now is that the believers, so the new people that are going to become believers, will start having these abilities. And and it's beautiful language. It's, you know, these signs will follow them. Meaning, you know, the things that are representing what is creating the kingdom of God. You know, so they're going out, they're making, you know, new believers in Jesus. But we're going to know that those people are believers because of what they start doing. And what they start doing is going to follow them. Now, I just think... That is such an amazing picture. You know, have you ever experienced, you know, something in life that seems to follow you around? Like, you know, for all the craziness that maybe has followed us around in life or even some of the the hardship, you know, there have been good things that have followed you around. I mean, you are a Christ follower. You know, you're somebody who has experienced good things from God. And there have been times like, you know there's a good thing that keeps following you around. You know, it could be something in your family. You know, maybe it's a way you're generous or kind to somebody. You know, it actually could be um a skill that you have or an experience or an education that you have and you're so favored, you know, in those places and it follows you around. You know, I think about, you know, people in my family who are marked with generosity. And I mean, these people, they are marked with it and it follows them. Like they're known for how kind and how big they give, you know, and it's interesting, like to think that Jesus would be saying this to disciples, hey, they're going to be new believers and these believers are going to have signs. Like it's going to start following them. They're going to be doing so many things in Jesus name. It's going to start following you know, what they're going to be known for. And it's going to follow them, you know, as people look at them, it's just going to be what's in their trail, (laughs) you know, like what's in the ripple of the, the effect of what they're doing in that city. Okay, so I think it's pretty great. Now, what I want to get to is this last part in chapter 18. And it says, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Now, if you have known Jesus for any amount of time, if you've read a story about him, if you know how he interacts with people even now, then you're aware that he has this ability. Like he has this ability to heal. It's actually one of the very first things that he wanted to be known for. You know, um, how consistently, you know, he was healing physical people. He was healing, you know, their souls. I mean, he was healing, like it's something that he wants to be known for. And I'm thinking about what it means that we would be believers that have this sign that follow them. So, okay, stick with me here. I know this is an interesting topic. You know, if you have experienced what it means to go to the doctor in full faith that when you get there, he is going to have the answer that you need. And he does. And it actually does something for your body. You're on the correct medicine. You know, you're doing it the way you should. You understand that is a way of healing. It's a way of of activating faith. I believe that I am with the right doctor and I believe that I am doing the right thing. And I believe that this is happening in my life and I am going towards healing. I'm going to be healed of this. You know, eventually what it means to, you know, be in a place of maybe I won't have to take this medicine. You know, maybe I'll even see God um, do something else and heal my body. But, you know, it's those places of belief, right? You've been there as a Christian. Like, I mean... I had to be there. I was actually diagnosed with a blood disorder um, when I become pregnant. And I had to believe with every scary thought that I would have um, that I was not going to have blood clots. I would have to like believe it and claim it. And I would, you know, I mean, as soon as I would feel the worry, I was immediately praying God, you know, like, I claim there's no blood clots in this baby or in my body. I pray that my blood is doing what it should, (laughs) you know, I pray that, that we are not going to have a miscarriage in Jesus name. And that, you know, when I was pregnant and that baby was there and it was growing, that it was going to grow to full term. And I was praying this consistently. I mean, like sometimes it felt like minute to minute because the worry sometimes was just so intense. So I understand, like, I understand going to God over something, over something in my body, my, the place I needed healing and the place that I needed him to protect me from. Like, isn't it nuts? Like there was something in my body that I needed him to protect my body from. (laughs) I mean, it's so funny, but, but it's true. And I was asking him, oh, please protect my body, protect this baby You know, we want to see these children in our lives and and living in this place of, I believe that God is going to heal me. Okay, so I was pregnant for the first time, what, back in 2001, maybe, Um, and, you know, there were some real challenges with some of our pregnancies, but in the ones that I actually carried, um, you know, I've been pregnant... (laughs) for like what we figured up 20 years or something pregnant or nursing for 20 years and having to just pray these prayers well you know here's what I didn't know in the fact that I was praying a prayer I was believing for healing that actually God was going to do it do you know that in I hope my family knows this and this may be news to them too but in my last pregnancy with our fifth child Um, when they did a test for this deficiency, it was actually no longer there. And I was like, are you sure? Like, it has shown up in every pregnancy. And they're like, it's actually not here. Like, there's no sign of this. Your blood is acting normal. Um, But you know, for your own sake, if you want, you can still stay on the medicine. But you know, you don't have to worry about this anymore. And I remember just thinking, you're kidding me. Like, People prayed for me like I prayed, I claimed healing over my baby and over my body. And, you know, for me, it didn't matter if it came in a minute or if it just came whenever it wanted to. But, you know, like the healing came like I experienced healing in my body from something that had actually caused loss. And, you know, just to think that here's the scripture and it's they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I mean, I think I have story after story, you know, um, times that my children would have a really high fever and I could sense God saying, I want you to pray that that fever goes away. And I would and I would pray and ask God to relieve that that fever, you know, the temperature would go down. And, you know, I'm like, God, I believe it. And I touched them. And, you know, and I'm giving them medicine, you know, whatever they need, I put them in the bed. And I recognize that, you know, they need to go to sleep. And so I'm letting them go to sleep. And I'm claiming that same prayer while they're sleeping and while I'm going to sleep and maybe even in my dreams, I don't know. And, you know, how many times, I mean, probably, I I don't even know if I can count the number of times that uh, God has asked me to pray that a fever be gone from our children. I would, you know, do what I need to do. I'd put them in the tub to get them cooled off. I would give them medicine. I would pray. I would ask some friends to pray. We would, you know, claim healing over them and they would wake up in the morning and the fever's gone. And there is so much like evidence. I don't know if if that's the best way to say it. Like if you experience this too, that there is, there's evidence in the fact that you're a believer, you know, you're a believer. And that's what this is talking about. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know, I have just been, um, I don't know, like going over and over in my mind and in my heart from the telethon, these amazing stories, like these testimonies that these people have experienced, where they were healed, (laughs) they were healed physically, or they were healed emotionally, or, you know, something in their identity was healed because they were completely backwards on how they saw themselves or what they were you know close to and in how they thought god related to them or whatever it was like god just flipped it on its head you know so it's like the moments of relief and the moments of yes thank you for the peace but like these people were speaking of the actual act of healing That, you know, so somebody had prayed for them or they had prayed for themselves and they were speaking those words of healing and life and, you know, resurrection and, and things being restored and things being lined up. And they were saying these things in Jesus name and they were happening. I mean, like story after story at the telethon. And I mean, you know, it's not the first time that I've been around people who can claim healing. You know, it, it's it actually um, not that I, I find it like I'm curious. It's more like I just get so into the places of God doing things that only God can do, you know, and I'm so drawn to that. I just love being with him when he is doing things like that for people where, you know, it's really a moment of you're saying you ask God to heal you of several palsy and you've never been able to walk without crutches and you prayed you worship God, you had people pray for you, and you started walking without your crutches? I mean, what? You know, it's like this place of, yes, God is healing, and he still heals. You know, and I'm looking at this verse that I think we get so distracted by. You know, the first part Um, which I talked about in the previous show, you know, talking about serpents and drinking poison and all these deadly things. And actually, that was just Jesus saying, Hey, listen, you're going to be going into other cultures that believe other religious ways. You're going to experience people who, you know, put themselves out there in a way that this is how my God is going to show up. And it's not the God. It's, a God, and they risk themselves with animals and poisonous things. And, you know, God is saying here, hey, if any of that stuff happens and accidentally you're affected by it, no, it's not going to harm you. What a great promise. For a new group of people that were trying to create a new worldview, (laughs) you know, the the God view of, you know, of life wasn't existing yet, right? And so, you know, as they're having to go out, I mean, it was Jesus in that moment saying, hey, by the way, while you go out, you're going to encounter some really strange stuff. You know, you're going to see people who believe and do different things. And as you're with them, this stuff could happen. And if it does accidentally, of course, um, if you get bitten or you accidentally drink poison, I mean, these people could be enemies trying to hurt them. But on the other end, it could be people within their own culture, you know, and that's how they do religious stuff. I mean, you have no idea, but he's saying, hey, it's not going to hurt you. I just want you to know you're fully protected, like like you're protected. That is the beginning part of this verse in verse 18, but then it is the next part they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And remember, like Jesus is speaking of believers in this. You know, he is speaking of what it means to have that belief inside, you know, where you recognize that you are, you know, you are a sinner, like you are choosing sin and and not um, choosing life, like you're choosing things that are against the will of God, you know? I mean, man, if if someone were to say to me, hey, did you know you're choosing things that are not the will of God and that's called sin? I'm pretty sure I would like be a little bit wrecked in the, oh man, how did they know? And then, you know, I think it would really be in the place of depending on what part of my life they had come Would I look at them and say, I need to know how to get out of that? or please go away, right? Like, I mean, it just really depends in that. But, you know, to think that that's their message, they're going out, they're going to be speaking to people who are hungry. And then there's going to be people who don't care. And they're going to encounter both. But how they're going to tell the difference between the people who don't care and the people who have fully believed who Jesus is, that you know, he, he performed miracles here on earth that he cares, you know, for people who are sick and the people who are forgotten, you know, and that he actually died for sin and then was raised and he, you know, now has power over all of that. I mean, these people who become that follower, you know, the follower of what Jesus is and is about are going to start having the signs of God follow them around. I mean, I don't know, like, I just think about what it means if, you know, we were known for something as kingdom people, you know, do we want to be known for what follows us around sometimes? I mean, I'm telling you, I'm laughing so hard and thinking about, oh, man, you know, what's following me around? You know, is it the fact that I am just so worried and like things just feel out of control, (laughs) Is it kind of everywhere I am right now, you know, I mean, what it looks like to be in a place of, (laughs) okay, God, like I actually want the signs of God to follow me around because what that means is I've shown up somewhere and I am doing something like an active thing wherever I've shown up. And then when I leave that, what is still sticking around is the fact that people recognize, oh my word, that, that woman, that man, the people who are actual claiming belief in Jesus are showing signs. Like they're showing signs of God's goodness and God's power. And that is exactly how Jesus ends this section of the commission. You know, it's great to think like that we understand the commission in a go kind of system. Like you are to go, you are to, you know, speak, you are to talk, you are to minister, right? Like, doesn't that make sense? And if anything, you know, really stirs a fire that's probably inside already. And then, okay, here's how you're going to go do it. But just so you know, when you go, when you go. And then you help create belief in me and in what I do and what, and what Jesus has done for people that you're going to encounter things. But as you encounter them, there's going to be clear signs that you are a believer. So I wanted just to release that over you guys, like, The ability to say that I am a believer. I am a kingdom person. I want to live in the signs and wonders of God. It's not all this freaky stuff. It's stuff that is connected to your your everyday. It's praying for healing for your own headache. You know, it's praying for healing for a co-worker. It's connecting when somebody is like, fully depressed and they don't know where to go and you are bringing life and conversation and you know revelation back to them so that the kingdom is alive this is the commission so i just want to bless you with that
0: thanks for listening to let's talk kingdom radio we want you connected to kingdom topics that move and shape your week olivia believes in creating partnerships for let's talk kingdom People who know that kingdom topics and kingdom approaches add value and multiply what God is doing in your life. She wants you to become a monthly partner of Let's Talk Kingdom Radio.
1: It's exciting to me to speak about how God helps us understand what the kingdom can look like in our world, but through His eyes. This investment in you is one of the most exciting things I do. So I ask you to invest back into Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Let's explore together what God is saying in these kingdom topics. Become a partner and give towards the kingdom conversations that are transforming your life. You can find us on ltkradio.com and click on the partner tab to give your monthly gift.
0: Visit ltkradio.com, become a monthly partner, and watch kingdom conversations grow around you. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio.